Hello, 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 and welcome to another of my podcast episodes. You are now tuned in to WDGS 333 on your podcast station. Oh my, oh my, oh my, on this marvelous Monday. You know, this morning, as every morning, when I rose, I didn't have any doubts. I rose up this morning giving thanks to God and the Father and the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, I pray always. I do. I pray always. If, if 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 the... definition of praying is talking to God, then that means I pray always. I'm constantly talking to God. I talk to God every morning, throughout the day, every night. He is my constant company. Oh my God. I don't know about you, but when I tell you that's the best company is to have, It's when you have company with your Lord and Savior. You know, no matter what we talk about to God, we don't have to worry about God gossiping it, telling somebody else. No matter what we talk about to God, we don't have to be concerned about God judging us because he already knows. He already know what we're going to think. He already know what we're going to say. If he knew our thoughts are far off. You know, God already knows every shortcoming that we have. God already knows our sins, our trespasses, our iniquity, and our transgressions. And you know what I find so beautiful about the company and the presence of God? Because he know all of that. I can just keep it 1,000. It's nothing that I need to try to attempt to hide from God. How many of you know that? That we can't hide anything from God. We making hide little things that we don't want people to know <laughs> from one another. We making hide behind what people like to refer to as the mask. And don't think that they know that all oh, we can get right ugly and rude and cuss and nasty and low down. All somebody need to do is just just push that little old man a little bit and wake it up. Oh my God. See, it's a lot of things we can do behind closed doors. Some of us can even take off some pantyhose that nobody won't know about. But when we are in the presence of God and we have nothing we can hide from him. Oh, my God. That means if you can't keep it real with God, there's something wrong with that picture. It's a sad person who don't keep it real with somebody who already see and know exactly who you are. That's a perpetrating spirit. And oftentimes people get to that place in that spirit to perpetrate pretense and and, and set up delusions. Mm. They remain handicapped in their own mindset. 
because their mind has convinced them that they can hide from God. <laughs> I just want to be real this morning. I, I know I may not get a witness, but when I tell you there is nothing that you can do or say that you're hiding from God. Now, if you believe God, See, some people say that they, they believe God. They definitely pray to God when they want what they want. Mm. But if you really know, and God has shown you himself, if he's ever answered a prayer for you, if he's ever met your needs when you didn't see a way made, and you realize he became a way maker, oh my God. I just want you to know that's because he sits high, as my grandmother used to say, and he looks low. You know, when I was a young girl, my grandmother used to say that all the time. When people would come to her and want to gossip and say all manner of evil against other people. You know, she just had a very few words. Well, sir, you don't say and show enough. And even when people would continue to engage and try to get her to say something else, she would always come back with something in a spiritual form. And she said, well, you know, if they said, well, you know, he always doing her wrong. He always doing this wrong. She said, well, God sits high and he looks low and he sees all and he knows. So, you know, when you really, when you really digest that in your spirit, I mean, on a real, for real, when you can just suck in your stomach like you doing a crunch when you say it, and he looks high, he sits high, he looks low, and just, this is the main part, he sees and he knows all. He knows all. You know, that's when your stomach needs to suck it. He knows all. You cannot hide anything from God. Mm. You know, people couldn't understand my boldness, you know, but, you know, I, 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 I was who I was until God began to change me. But it's one thing that resonated in my spirit when my grandmother used to say that. So if I knew I could not hide, even though I tried to hide things from my grandmother, because I knew my grandmother would chastise me for some of the wrong things that I did if she was aware of them. And then I got grown and realized the anointing that rested upon her life. It's a lot of things I thought I hid from her. <laughs> oh, but they weren't hidden. See, she knew that God sit high and look low. She knew that he could see and know. And I think when I would do these little things and think I'm getting away with them. See, she just trusted in the God that she served. She trusted in her God. And that's why I stand in the faith that I do now. Because I seen the faith of God operating so strong in my grandmother's life. 
that I said I always want to hold on to that God. I want to serve your God. I was just like how Ruth was to Naomi. She said, I want to go with you. I know, I know your son I was married to. I know he gone and I know your womb can't bring forth any more babies. But wherever you go, I want to go because I want to serve your God. Because see, I've seen with my own eyes. Oh, help me today. This is what Ruth let her mother-in-law, Naomi, know. I've seen with my own eyes. See, 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 sometimes people, even if we haven't gotten a lot of testimonies stored inside of us to totally convince us to put all of our trust and confidence in God, it ought to be somebody. Oh, help me today. On your journey that you can look at and you can say, well, you know what? I may not be where she's at or be where he's at or I may not have, all, but I can look at somebody that I know that I know that I know that God is real. See, when I looked at my grandmother's life and as I got older and the things that I began to hear and know. That she had to carry in her bosom things about her husband, things about her sons, things about her daughters, things about her sister, things about her cousin, her auntie, her brothers, her friends. We all have somebody that we know that's going through something. And even if it's not somebody we know up close and personal, there's a stranger somewhere. That we see that's going through. That may be homeless. That may be hungry. But when you know that no matter what. Somebody is going through. And even more important. What you are going through. And even what hurts sometimes. What people take us through. But yet you can stand on a grace. Oh my God. And remain walking in your fruits. And I would sit there in a maze. And I said. Mm. The only thing I can recognize that, that gives her that peace and that harmony. That I've never seen her angry. I've never heard her use profanity. I, I, I know she don't go to the sanctified church. But she go to the Baptist church where everybody else wear pants. But it was something about the way she dressed. It was something about her character. Because I never saw her wear pants. Even when other women went to the field and they wore pants, I seen my grandmama with a dress. I never seen her take a drink. I never seen her take a smoke. But I seen other people her age, they take a little drink, they smoke a cigarette. And see, I didn't know anything about being sanctified and holy. Because like I said, we grew up in the Baptist church. And in our church, we could go to the club on Saturday, long as we got to church on Sunday. Oh, I hope somebody hear me today. And that's what taught me. The God that she served 
that it's not about a denomination. If you want to be set apart and cleansed, if you want to dress in moderate apparel, I'm not knocking pants, not because I wear pants, but I'm saying that when I looked at her and I watched her day to day, I knew it was something on the inside of her that kept her in such a grace and strength. And I didn't hear people back then like they do now. You know, now everybody want to be recognized and everybody want to shout out. But my grandmother didn't, you know, she didn't operate like that. You know, when people would say and compliment her and say, oh, Miss Jewel, you know, the food was good. And, and oh, Lord, can you make us this next year? And people would want to pay her to make those Christmas um fruit cakes and chocolate cakes and coconut cakes and, and 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 all this stuff but you know i never heard my grandmother gleam off of recognition i never heard her do that i heard other people do it in the church but i never heard that from my grandmother you know she was just always and be just as be just as simple when she says she'll chuckle and she'll say oh well thank you this is this is meek and humble. She never boasted to say, well, you know. She didn't even, she, she didn't say, well, you know, y'all just continue to, you know, pray my strength and all this stuff. I, I, I never learned all of this stuff until I got into the Pentecostal churches. You know, but I just watched my grandmother. She just moved gracefully. She stayed on the quiet side. She was humble, but she was always doing something to be a blessing in the community. Somebody died. She went to the funeral. She made it go to the funeral, but she went to the family house and she made us clean and wash dishes and make up beds and anything while the church, while the family was getting ready to go to the funerals. Then the, the stuff that they left out of order when people came back from the funeral, then see, we didn't have these community centers and, and these places. We, we, we came to people's homes. So while they were away and they was at the services and at the cemetery, while they were away, my grandmother used to have us to get things in order. You know, she was busy in her community. But whatever she did, she moved gracefully. I never heard her make a whole lot of noise. She just did what she did. She never tooted a horn about it. And she always raised us in a way that we serve no graven image in our home. And I couldn't understand that either. But Ma said, the Bible says, don't operate in, in worshiping no image. Oh, my God. See, I, I got to give you this little prelude because there's some things sometimes that, that, you know, move in my spirit. And then I hear God from speaking to me from back then. And see, graven image was things that was carved out that represented. And see, I can, I can go over in Colossians. I think it's in Colossians chap, chapter 2. And it, it, and it even talk about... Don't be worshiping people of angels. You know, that, that don't even let somebody beguile you. 
to think that that your reward comes from worshiping. I'm I'm just let me go. Let me get off of that and stay on track. Because that's a whole nother teaching. When you start worshiping, worshiping, see it's a different in giving rep- recognition and honor. Okay, and I, I just think some people they, they got to feel like they got to be honored every day, all day, every day. But see, there's a time and place for everything. You know, and I want to give honor to God. I, I I I get a little fearful. You know, I want people to understand I appreciate them. You know, I adore them and I admire them. But I have to be careful. Because, see, I don't want to fall in the hands of a jealous or angry God because I'm idolizing a human being. And I don't think a real devoted, dedicated believer of God would want that either. See, because that person will understand just how dangerous it is if you want somebody to worship and idolize you. And some people will do it and you can't tell them not to, but they will give you more honor, dedication, and recognition than they will give the very God who not only gave you the breath of life, but who gave it to them and their children and their children's children. So, you know, I've never been big on a church where... People are looking for too much, too much uh, recognition of man. I, I, I was just raised that way. You know, we had one anniversary all year and a lot of people were more holy then than they are now. I'm just being honest because then you could go to your neighbor and be fed and not talked about. Then your neighbor used to watch your kids, even if they recognized that you was had left and went to the store and something happened and you got held up. They would tell them children, y'all come on over here until your mama get back. Because they knew your mama knew where to come check and wasn't nobody calling on welfare and defect. See, those people operated in a walk that was more holy than people now. And they didn't look for all this recognition. Oh, my God. Let me go on to the scripture. Let me go on to the scripture. They just had one church anniversary once a year. Once a year. They had Bible study. They kept it simple. But they kept it holy. And they carried something. And I don't remember us giving our pastor all of these things and these different events and programs. I don't. I just remember the regular church anniversary and the pastor participated just like the members. I don't remember us ever having a pastor's anniversary. We just had a church anniversary. But see, people don't got to wear dominant people go all out for a human being. But if you ask them how holy their life is, they ain't going all out to change it. Oh, I want God to. Help me this morning. I got to tell you right quick what's coming in my spirit this morning. And this is what the Lord gave me this morning. Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. The entire chapter is is awesome. You know, it's several repeated, repeated, repeated verses that we repeat in Philippians chapter 4. But one of the main ones this morning that the Lord had me to dissect was Philippians 4 through 7. And it says, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 4, 
verse 6 through 7. I mean, it's so much. I, I can start at 4 and 4. Yeah, let me just start at 4 and 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Always. Always is the eternal word. Always. Look that word up. Always. And again, I say rejoice. I covered the word rejoice last week when I said the joy of the Lord is my strength. Let now, verse 5, it said, let your moderation be known unto all men. Now, we do know what moderation, but just in case, I just want to share. Moderation is anything that we do that's not excessive. We should not be excessive in anything. That's why God had to deal with me the last seven days not to be excessive, even in social media. We can be saying, okay, we're putting this out to glorify God, but we can still do something in moderation. I see some people that some things, it just get excessive. You know, I've gotten to a point where I say, okay, I'm going to put my podcast out. I'm going to put a prayer out. And then I I had to taper this thing down. I'm going to do three things per day. See, I'm not just working on moderation with social media. I'm working on moderation in my entire life. Because I kept thinking about my grandmother. How let everything, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Let your moderation be known unto all men. That's a, that's a period. And see, the purpose of everything. I hope we get this, people. The purpose of every breath that we take in our lives is because we need to be awakened to understand the Lord is at hand. The Lord is at hand. We need to be careful. And see, the older I get, the more consciously aware I am. You know, when I was young, somehow I had this illusion that I was going to live to be an older person because I just thought young people didn't die. I just really had this concept that only old people passed away. You know, I know it sounds naive. So when a young person died, it was very, very rare. You know, they most possibility they got hit by a car. So we understood the logic because that child ran out in the street. But it, most children didn't that I knew of growing up, unless they ran out in the street chasing a ball. That's why they used to tell us, stay out that road. Them cars will kill you. So we was aware of that. But anything other than that. I didn't remember hearing of young people dying until they start. They was either got hit by a car, running out in the street, or in a car accident. But being dying from sickness or somebody murdering them? No, 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 no. Because, see, we care too much about our babies and our communities. That was the last thing that we wanted were the same little boys and girls that played together to hurt one another. I don't know what has happened in our time. But I'm here to tell you the Lord is at hand. Oh, God, help me this morning. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all 
all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard, and seen, Paul say in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. I'm going to put a pen right there. And that's Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse 4 through 10. I, I, I know some Bible says at verse 5, I mean verse, verse 6, it says, be careful for nothing. But some Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But in all things, in everything, some say all things, some say everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Be anxious for nothing. You know, on down in that same chapter, God gave us. Some tools on how to help us to not be anxious. He told us how to use our mind and what to do. He said, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, are of good report. Virtue, praise. He said, think. Think on them things. How many of you practice that? See, I'm asking you this question because I got to tell you what happens when you be anxious. It's nothing good about being anxious. It's nothing good about being anxious. You know, I've heard people say, a little nervousness is good. Okay, well, you know, it could be. But I, I, it, 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 it start affecting your adrenaline, in your and your endorphins in your bodies, and in your blood pressure. Mm. You know, I was just sitting here when I said, "Whatsoever things are just, pure, lovely." Good report, virtue. And then it says, and if there be any praise, think on these things. We all have something to praise God for. We all have something we can think on a good report. There is always something that we can think on that's honest. You know, so that's like seven different things. Well, true, eight, eight. That's eight things I was just sitting here. And I got to say this right quick, and I'm not going to keep this podcast long today because the word that was in my spirit today is anxious. Anxious, the meaning of anxious, defined meaning of anxious is experiencing worry. Mm. 
And and and, I, and it's amazing how God brought that word to me because just last week he had fret, fret not thyself that podcast. And fret means worry. So now I come to discover that anxious means experiencing worry, unease, or nervousness. Typically, it's say about an event or something with uncertain outcome. I know I've experienced being anxious. Have you experienced being anxious? Because sometimes we don't know the outcome, but we, we get a little nervous and we think about it. We be waiting, the definition said waiting for something typically with a feeling of unease. And we be waiting, anxious, extreme uneasiness, one definition of your mind. It say a broadening fear about a contingency and it still said to worry. Oh my God. So that just says, and then... After looking at that, I'm going to tell you what it said anxious does. See, we just think it's a good thing, okay? We just anxious. I'm just nervous to meet this person. And all anxiousness is not generated from negative condemnations or even bad events. It can be a good event, but we're just nervous. But all I'm saying, anything we are anxious for, it affects our inward blood screen in such a way it's not Good for our health. I'm just saying. Now, it's a generalized anxiety comes from being oftentimes too anxious. See, we can get anxious for something and it can generate anxiety. It makes us nervous. It makes us jittery. It makes us uneased. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. But I mean, if you can just stay poised and calm, that no matter what comes across your pathway in the day, you can just keep a calm. You'll be amazed at how beneficial it will be to your health. Mm, I hope somebody got that. If you can maintain what's considered in your inward man, an equilibrium of just calmness whatever the situation come up you know I got a little saying it's not that serious it's not the end of the world and those little phrases start helping me to not get too anxious for anything because the Bible said be anxious for nothing but even though we have a little bit but if it get excessive I'm going to share with you some damaging situations that it can bring in your life it said it can generally cause an anxiety of disorders. Mm. Always being anxious and nervous. It can cause an anxiety disorder. And it's called GAD. And it says when a person feels anxious, worried about lots of different things. Oh my God. See, some people, they might be anxious for one little thing, you know, maybe when they're going on a first date or whatever. But then you got some people, they just worry about everything. You ever met somebody like that? Everything. Everything from what they eat, drink, sleep, walk, talk, go, come. And, and, and you, you find them, they are the biggest complainers. Because they mind just all over the place. 
And they don't realize that that generalized anxiety disorder is came and stems from being anxious sometimes. That's why the Bible said don't be anxious, but think on these things. I find me a little field of wheat, and that's my good thoughts, or, or, or a hillside with just purple African violets. And, and, and I concentrate in, in a meditative state. When I fall, before I allow myself, oh my God, to feel worried, and even worse about a lot of different things. Now, I'm going to share with you these few things that's called generalized anxiety disorder. And they and they said that this order is tapped into by persons who feel anxious or worried about a lot of different things. They said they end up with social, social anxiety. So social anxiousness. Everybody they deal with, they, they got an anxiety. They, they end up having specific phobias. Oh, my God. Panic disorders. They call it... Uh, or panic disorders. That's a nervousness problem. Then they have obsessive compulsion disorder, which is classified as OCD. That's obsessive compulsive disorder. Then it has past traumatic stress disorder, which is called PTSD. Now, in reading that and hearing that and studying that, you know, I got to make a part, too, because I, 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 I got to jump off of this, this podcast right here for a minute and take care of something. But I just had to come on and leave you with understanding. Understanding now what the Bible says to be anxious for nothing. So this is why we need to pray for God to help us to not be anxious for anything. But the Bible said, through all things, be in moderation. See, we get anxious because we try to do too much. Sometimes too much, too soon, too fast. And for too many people. Instead of staying in our lane. Some of us don't need to try to work and push ourselves to be well-known and popular. Some people can live just like Paul wrote about, a peaceful and quiet life. There's nothing wrong with that. See, society just done got us in this egotistical place that it's important to push ourselves to be popular and well-known. And if we don't do that, we feel insignificant. We feel like we ain't nobody. But let me always say this to you. That's a lie. You are somebody always in Christ Jesus. We are all somebody. See, yesterday when I did my little podcast, it said you can be a priest of man, but you might not be a priest of God. What should be important to you is your place and position with God. That's why he good company. See, at the end of the day, every single person, even those who work themselves up in an anxiety, and that just affects their health in a negative way, we're going to all leave this stuff behind. We're going to leave the stuff, and we're going to leave the positions, and we're going to leave the stuff, and we're going to leave the positions. And whatever your position is, it can be a mama, daddy, sister, brother, auntie, uncle. It can be a celebrity. It can be a star in the, um, a star in, in, on the walk of fame. But even some of our greatest, legendary, wonderful people, they're no longer among us. And one day we're not going to be among 
the people that's left behind. And so let's get to a place that we can stop being anxious because our ego tells us we need to got to want to have to have. See, long as we got King Jesus, I talk about my grandmother because this lady, she just admired me. And she wasn't on no celebrity status. And just her grace and her presence and seeing the God she served. See, she's still living on generation to generation. She's still popular through my mouth and my heart and my spirit and my goods. See, we don't... Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. We don't have to reach the big stage to make it on the stage. And I'm not talking about the stage of life in our humanness. Because, see, in our humanness, we make mistakes. We sin. We make errors. But some things we all have in common. I say we all poop. We all pee. We all release. We release There's just certain things we just going to all have to have to do in our human bodies in order to live. My granddaddy used to say, gas will kill you. And I just thought that that was preposterous. You know, when people used to do things and people act like they out of order. How is somebody out of order for doing something? How is anybody out of order in their body, in their system for doing something that your body have to do too? That's a part of God's divine creation. Now, I'm not trying to get graphic, but I'm just trying to help somebody to just stop. Stop acting like the humanness in us. If we don't, all that people need to say is is just like, excuse me. At least have enough courtesy and decency to say, excuse me. But listen, people, we all do. My granddaddy said gas to kill you. I asked him what was that because I just think about the gas in the car. He said when it's in your body, it has to form a way to release in some method, top or bottom. We all have to do the number one, two, and three because that's how we know our kidneys are functioning, our intestines are functioning. And I don't understand how anybody in their humanness, in this whole world, think that you so different that your body don't need to do that. Come on, people. Let's just, just, just drop out of faking. And just try to get in a place with God to try to make it in. Amen. Amen. You all have a beautiful, blessed day in the Lord. And as always, may the goodness of the Lord flow, flow, flow down into your life. Meet all of your needs, some of your good ones, and even the things your heart desires. I got to put a pen right in it today because I got to do a little something, something. But I'm going to make this a part one because I want to explore a little bit more on ways that we can move in a moderation and not be anxious to do things that's damaging to our health. And one of those things is being anxious, to worry, to fret. Amen. But in the meantime, in between time, until the next podcast upload of part two, I do pray that you continue to think on these things, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are right, whatsoever things are of good report. And when you run out of those good things, if you don't do nothing but just Thank God and give him some praise. 
You can do that. Surely you can do that before you just engage in that drama. Or just before you sit there and be anxious. Sing a find a church song. Get a song in your heart. Pray. Say a prayer to intercede for somebody. Say a prayer for yourself. Lord, help me not be anxious, but do things in moderation. Amen. Amen. You have a beautiful, blessed day in the Lord. And as always, may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. Until the next podcast upload, peace out.